You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. It's Claire here at ACB, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. And hello, Claire. Hello. This is Eric, uh, Eric Bridges. I'm the Executive Director of ACB, and I'm thrilled to be making my uh, maiden voyage with you. I was going to say, this is your debut, huh? Yeah, it is. On the ACB Advocacy Update. I can never get that out of my mouth for some reason. Lots of A's. There's a lot of A's there. ACB Advocacy Update. Say that three times fast. Uh, I think I'll pass. (laughs) Oh, that's not fun. (laughs) Cool. Well, we are here today, um, our weekly episode. Sorry we weren't here last week, so we're excited to be back the week of December 13th. Did I get that right? No, December 17th. Wow, I'm going back the week of December 17th. Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, But yeah, we're excited to kind of take a a look back on the year of 2018, see all the great things that ACB's been doing this year in 2018 as we um, usher in 2019. So I'm excited to just kind of talk with Erica a little bit about some of the really cool things that have happened this past year with ACB in the advocacy space. So, yeah, any any major thoughts before we jump in, Eric? I'm going to do my level best not to run this thing right off the road. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. uh, you you know, why don't we why don't we get started? But I guess I guess the thing that I would say at the outset is that the work that we're going to talk about that that the organization has accomplished, there are a lot of people that contribute to our successes through mm-hmm. the course of a year Definitely. around the country, uh, be it uh, folks in local chapters, state affiliates, or special interest affiliates. Definitely. Shout out to all of our affiliates. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Um, well, one of the, the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about is what we've seen in the airline space, which is very appropriate because I'm... Are you taking an airplane next week or are you driving? Yes, on yeah. Sunday, as a matter of fact. That's it. I'm taking an airplane on Sunday as well. So it's very timely. Um, some of the stuff we've seen in the airline space has to do with service animals, which is, again, very appropriate because I have a guide dog and I'll be getting on a plane in just five days here. Um so, Eric, feel free to jump in. But uh, I used to have a guide dog. Who was recently retired. <laughs> That's right. That's it's right. he um, sitting on the, the beach with the little uh, Mai Tai in his hand Actually, and Actually, there was a picture of him texted to me last night by my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and my mom, why did I call him my father? My dad. <laughs> Your father, father and mother. <laughs> yes. um, my 75-pound my black Labrador retired guide dog he um got up on my mom's <laughs> leather chair no pulled down the throw and passed out in her chair he's really embracing this retirement thing. he is he is full on i mean you know he, he should be wearing bermudas and <laughs> and flip-flops oh, i mean it's, I it's it. crazy so. i love it yeah yeah, so all that all that to say, we um, we are going to be taking some uh, some flights on the airlines, and um, as a guide dog user and a recent guide dog and soon to be guide dog user um, for Eric, 
Um, yeah, so we've seen some different policies floating out there throughout 2018 that would really impact those of us who use guide dogs. Um, just some new policies that airlines have been floating and trying out having to do with um, you know, what breeds of animals might be allowed, um, what documentation might be required, um, other qualifications like that that really don't jive with the Air Carriers Access Act, and that would make it more difficult um, for those of us with guide dogs to fly. Um, and before I even started here at ACB, I've only been here for about nine months, ACB was doing some really great just communication with the airlines, you know, just making those um, those partnerships and talking to them and saying, hey, like, let's talk about how we can make sure that those of us with guide dogs can fly and it'll help, um, you know, smooth things over for all of us. So That's right. So what's been great is uh, through through the work of Guide Dog Users Incorporated, GDUI, GDUI. and their, their leadership and membership, but also uh, through the work of Tony Stevens. Yes. Um, our, our former uh, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, but still... Uh, active member and good friend. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to him. Uh, you know, we we were able to work with these airlines. Really what I can understand, Claire, at a base level, why the airlines were looking to modify their policies. I'm not saying that I agree, but what we've witnessed as guide dog users or service animal handlers over the last few years is a, is a real precipitous increase of individuals um, uh, claiming that their pets are emotional support animals and then uh, gaining and access to the boarding cabin. And animals that you just would never have even fathomed, peacocks and pigs and That's everything right. imaginable, yeah. Yeah, so so I can, I can understand why the airlines, uh, Delta was really the first one to come out um, earlier this year to attempt to modify their policy. The, the, the problem was that they lumped service animals in with emotional support animals. Mm-hmm. And that fundamentally, those two, uh, those two definitions are different. Different definitions, different laws. Yeah, exactly. That's correct. So. And so we were able to have direct contact with Delta to rectify this issue, which we're, we're proud of. And in doing that, United um, followed suit but saw what had happened with Delta and made it uh, very clear that service animal their service animal policy was not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah, great stuff. So, yeah, so that's kind of where I wanted to start. Um, Another really fun thing I wanted to talk to you about, Eric, because I know you've made a relationship um, with her, is um, Marilee Talkington. Am I pronouncing her name right? Yes. Um, A very talented actress here in the United States who's a... Uh, visually impaired herself, um, she starred on an episode of NCIS. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Um, the episode is called Sight Unseen and Perfect. premiered in April. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is uh, witness to, uh, to a murder. And uh, through the course of the episode, uh, it becomes known that by, by everybody that she can't see. Mm-hmm. And we were approached, so this the, the, the actual episode premiered in April, but we were approached in mid-February 
uh, first by the casting director for NCIS, mm-hmm. and then by the writer of that episode, and consulted with them for the better part of, off and on for the better part of a week over several hours. Was it really that quick <clears throat> of a turnaround to make the episode? Yes, it is. Wow, I guess I had always movies you hear years in advance. So. Well, NCIS yeah. is a machine, right? That's true. <clears throat> they're pumping out the episodes. Right now they're <laughs> in their 16th season, so they've got the formula down. Yeah. Yeah. So really what, what we were able to do is work with the writer to ensure the most authentic uh casting of this character obviously um ensuring being able to ensure that the actual character would be a blind actor was the biggest uh hurdle Mm -hmm. for us at first because as we're all aware um you know there aren't that many working blind actors in hollywood these days however there are a lot of blind characters that are played by sighted people and so being able to to clear that first hurdle was a really big deal with Mary Lee. And then being able to talk with the writer about how she would actually get around in the episode, how she would talk about herself, how she would deal with all sorts of um, ignorant questions. And by ignorant, I don't mean mean questions, but mm-hmm. people that come up to you in life that have never met another blind person yeah. asking questions about how you do things, yeah. which is what happened in this episode, and it was great. And at the end, the best part, I would argue, and you tell me if you agree, Claire, mm-hmm. Mary Lee gets the hot guy. Yeah. <laughs> she goes on a date with Wil- Wilmer Valderrama's character, which is great, right? So, you know, in our, in our world, um, blind people aren't viewed as being you know, sexual beings or athletes or anything of anything that nature. Anything like that, yeah. Right. But in this instance, yeah. it was very cool. And offline, I want to, from one of our sighted coworkers, I want a good description of what he looks like, so I'm, I'm excited to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to use this opportunity as a plug, too. We've had um, many conversations um, stemming from this about who um, who's out there as far as blind actors go, people in the you know the the industry so to speak, and we don't know a lot of know a lot of people, but I'm hoping there are more people out there. So I'm going to use this as a plug. If you're in the the acting biz and you're involved with it, give us a shout out. We'd love to to know who's out there. So kind of using that as a plug. We, we want to know who's who's there. Yep, so. and so does Mary Lee. Yeah. Um, we've gotten to know Mary Lee very well. She came to our convention over the summer, and uh, I communicate with her on a regular basis now, and she's based in New York, so yeah. if there are uh, blind or visually impaired actors in New York, um, we'd be happy to, to connect you with Mary Lee. Yeah, it would be great. Unfortunately, my seventh grade play that I was in will not count for me, but I'm sure there are many far more talented actors out there. Were you a sugar plum fairy? I was not, but I was in a musical and I had to learn the moves. I was also in a Shakespeare play, too. Do you have moves like Jagger? (laughs) I always move like Jagger. (laughs) I made a funny sort of not. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Um... But yeah, shout out to to Marilee Talkington. She's yeah. great. We love her. So, 
Um, another cool thing that um, ACB got involved with this year um, is officially becoming um, a building a relationship with Disability In. That's what they call themselves right now. Um, a lot of you probably have heard of the U.S. Business Leadership Network, USBLN, but they just changed their name this year, so I always stumble over it. But um, ACB officially um, got involved with Disability In this year to build that relationship. So do you want to talk about that a little bit, Eric? Sure. So... Uh, over the last year or so, uh, I, I've gotten to know the organization that's now known as Disability In. Um, they're really a business-to-business uh, nonprofit that seeks uh, to get greater in- diversity and inclusion of individuals, in particular, with disabilities yeah. mm-hmm. in, into the business world. So um, I, I've known their CEO, um, Jill Houghton, for mm-hmm. probably close to 15 years and uh, reconnected with her. And um, it, it became quite uh, clear that, that the two organizations were working on many of the same issues. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start to talk about the accessibility challenges that that our community still faces with, you know, customer-facing products and services from many companies. But then uh, taking it to another level is the employment aspects. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the recruitment, talent acquisition component of it, and then also ultimately the retention of the individuals that you, you've successfully cr- recruited Onboarding them, making sure that all the internal software and systems in your company are accessible to them so that they can either succeed or fail yeah. based on their own merit. Their own merit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I employment of people with disabilities has always kind of been something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's so important to advocate for. And I was at an event last week where I met um, Carrie Gray, who also works for Disability yeah. In, who's great. I love her. And it was so fun to hear about the projects they were working on and the work she's did. they do at a Disability In. So shout out to Carrie. Thanks for work. Um, from people like you guys. So, yeah, it's exciting that it I, we're working closely with them. So. It is. Yeah. Um, so, Legacy Fund. I'm excited to hear about this, Eric. I want to hear more. I know this is something you're really proud about. So tell us about the new Legacy Fund. Yeah, and this ultimately really stems from uh, the work that we've done on our strategic uh, plan, implementing our strategic plan in the area of resource development. So uh, earlier this year... We brought to the ACB board and the board adopted the creation of a legacy endowment fund, which essentially is a it's a fund where individuals that, uh, you know, pass on and leave money to ACB, mm-hmm. uh, that that money can go into this fund yeah. to help sustain the organization uh, on into the future. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a different sort of a fund. It, it's something that uh, you know, plan giving. Um, you know, state attorneys, um, but also just our members um, that are are you know dedicated to ACB, what it does, um, having them you know have the ability to designate now that you know when they. In their in their will, um, you know, they can designate funds to go to that to ensure the future of ACB. Yeah, so. that's exciting. That's huge. 
so it is. <clears throat> It'll proud be of fun. It. Yeah, it's you great, should be proud of it. It was a great it. move on our part, and there's money already in in the fund. Yeah, so it'll be exciting to, to see as things go. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, so another fun thing we saw this year, and I'm excited about it, um, our new Cisco phones. Yeah, Cisco. Very cool. And yeah. we're not talking about the guy from 1999. Oh, um, that Cisco. Love it. The name of the song that we shall, shall not, not name on yes. this. Yeah, yeah. middle Any, school flashbacks. Didn't anyway. he have silver hair or something creepy? Oh, anyway. I have no idea. Yeah. Another description I want off off the air. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> no, so any, at any rate, he, I said anywho. Oh, boy. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, we, over the period of, I would say, a year. Okay. So, was it that? It yeah. Took a year. Okay. When we first reached out to Cisco in March of 20. And just to take a pause for our listeners, Cisco, they're the biggest or one of the biggest um, business te- telecommunications yeah, they, business they, in the U.S.? They they have the, the largest market share Large, in, okay. the, in the office uh, VOIP, the voice over internet protocol desk. So if you work in an office and you have a telephone, it's probably Cisco. Probably Cisco. Um, And so uh, in in March of 2017, we reached out and said, hey, you know, this is a this remains a problem. There was still not an accessible phone by any provider out there. There was a third party software that you could load onto your laptop Mm -hmm. And then receive incoming calls from your phone, and it would let you know through the laptop who was calling, who was calling? Okay. which was great, except for the fact that the software never worked, and it would, it would shut down JAWS, which oh, was super lovely. helpful. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and it cost over $1,000. So not a lot of real great aspects to that software. It was better than nothing. But, yeah. But it was... Yeah, I think back to all my jobs I've had that have used, you know, Cisco phones or those kinds of things <clears throat> where you have to memorize, oh, this is that button, oh, no, you right. know, y- y- the little tricks you, you exactly. come up with. Yeah. And so really what, what we were seeking to do was to dialogue with them uh, with the expectation that we could collaborate in making these enterprise phones accessible. Mm-hmm. So um, once we got them to really understand how we thought this could happen. They got to work and, and, uh, moved really fast. They got a proof of concept phone up and running and presented to us in September of last year. And really what this represents is innovation. It's real innovation. Mm -hmm. They used one of their flagship phones, the 8,800 series phone. So these are phones. There's like millions of these phones around the country. Um, it, this isn't some weird third-party knockoff um, that, you know, you need to be able to read Polish to be able to access it. it it's it's their flagship phone. I like that you picked Polish. Well, yeah. You know. Or Greek. Everything's Greek to me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was merciful that of was you. That was a pity laugh. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the phone itself <clears throat> is made accessible through a software push. Yeah. So... Uh, individuals that work in companies that are utilizing the enterprise uh, call management software have that capability today to turn it on. Uh, That software push came out in March of this year. Mm -hmm. In early next year, 
that same software push is going to be made to the phones that are on third-party uh, call management software. So companies like Ring Central, mm-hmm. for example, that we're part of yeah. here because we are not an enterprise scale operation. But though in our hearts, we in are. our hearts we are. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we do the work of a large enterprise. That's right. And we're lean and mean. Um, but at any rate, this, this is going to be coming to the third party uh, space and is going to be a really big deal. Yeah. Uh, especially for small businesses and entrepreneurs. I am unbelievably excited for when our phones are, you know, everything's um, squared away and I'll be able to use caller ID. That's itself is like the most exciting thing. That's right. Being able to ignore your boss. That's right. Oh, look, it's Eric. For the first time. Never On mind. <laughs> score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. So, great work. Um yeah, so just a couple last things um I wanted to highlight. Um some fun things that have happened this year. We had some great progress um with Okay, I'm going to get this wrong. The plural of emoji is emoji. Is that, that is correct? correct. Got it. Um so this year they launched some accessible emoji. So um emoji including white canes, guide dogs, um, yeah, so some pretty exciting ones. That yeah, we, we collaborated with Apple. Yeah. They um, reached out to us. They wanted to um, really get our take on how to, how to portray, uh, you know, the different uh, modes of mobility, yeah. we'll mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. And so we were able to work with them successfully. And as of just about three weeks ago, um, the Unicode Council, which is the International Council of Nerds that weighs I love in. that. That exists. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh, approves the emoji that are proposed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they approved it. Nice. So in 2019, um, as whatever operating systems you're on update, uh, those emoji will appear. Yeah. So really excited getting representation out there in, you know, the world, even on our phones. You know, we all spend how much time a day on our phones, and now we're going to have representation right there when we're texting or whatever it might be. So it's a really exciting thing for us to, you know, think in our um, blind identity and who we are. So representation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then one of the last things I wanted to bring up was um, something that you guys can go back and access on Facebook. Um, ACB worked with Verizon just last month, just a few weeks ago now, I guess, um, to put on a panel that included some really awesome big names in the tech space. Um, so Ira, we did a, an episode on them just a couple of weeks ago, so you can go back and check them. Uh, General Motors was there. Um, help me out. Who's and the, the GPS Alliance. Thank you, and the GPS Alliance. So some really big tech tech developers in the community space that is going to open a lot of doors for the blind and visually impaired paired community where they're um and verizon helped us facebook live it so you guys can go back and re re-watch the whole thing they let us utilize their space their yeah. meeting space and their dc office yeah thank you so um we'd love for you guys just to go back and watch that and see what was going on because they talked about some really cool things like i said ira which you guys hopefully have um, listened to in our podcast um general motors and some of the ideas on autonomous vehicles and what's going on in the av space um gps programs and how that's being utilized by the blind community now i mean i guess you could literally put all three of those products together and 
that would be amazing. Um, so lots of different technology um, out there that's benefiting the blind community. So um, I'd encourage everybody to go on and watch that uh, Facebook Live um, video that's out there. What was about 40 minutes long, maybe? So yeah, something not too like long. That. Yeah. So I would encourage everybody to, to check that out because some really cool things that we're working on with different companies and organizations. So Absolutely. And I've got one final thing. Oh, please. Um, we welcomed three new members uh, of the team to ACB in 2018. And Claire, you were one. Yes. <laughs> it's been great having you on board. Well, thank you. You came in mid-March. Yep. Uh, Nancy Fila, who works in our Minneapolis office, came Yay, on. Yep, early in the year. And then in August, Nicole Baito came yeah. on. Uh, she does all Go of Nicole. our HR and payroll work. Yep. And she's she's been great. All three have... Uh, all three folks have fit in and are doing a lot of really cool things. So I'm the only one who does not have a Minnesota accent, so I'll have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> not, not likely, being from California. <laughs> from California, yeah. <laughs> no, but we love uh, Nancy and Nicole, so thank you guys. Awesome. Well, any um, things you want to look forward to for 2019? I can't believe it's 2019. I know. Well, we've got, we've got our D.C. leadership meetings That's in right. late February. Uh, so we've got, you know, our board meeting Saturday. I think it's the 23rd of that February. That sounds right. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Sunday is our affiliate president's meeting all day. And then Friday is our legislative seminar, which Claire's going to play a uh, leading role mm-hmm. in this year or next year. That's next and year. And then, <laughs> yes, and then the Hill Day after. So there'll be more to come in uh, future podcasts about the, the topics that are going to be discussed And if there's any issues out there, you know, we're in the process of really highlighting the big issues in the blind community that we want to discuss. But, you know, we're always wanting to hear from you guys. So if there are any big areas that you want us to explore and discuss, shoot them out to us, um, advocacy at acb.org. So, you know, please let us know, too, what you guys want us to, to be looking into. Absolutely. So... Great. Well, happy holidays. Happy New Year's, everybody. And um, we'll see you next year. And keep advocating. Yes. You've been listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. For questions and comments, email advocacy at acb.org. Learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting us online at www.acb.org.